Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and joining me always on this podcast, Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you doing? I can't complain. I'm uh, having some timey-wimey sound, uh, excelsior time, whatever sound with Skype. But other than that, I think I'm doing pretty good. It happens. Yeah, it does. But you know what's happening tomorrow? Because when we were recording, this was a Tuesday night. Uh, The world's greatest comic magazine, as it used to be called, the Fantastic Four, will be hitting the shelves once again. Cool. Cool. I think that's something you're excited about. Now, for me, having never really read Fantastic Four and having a middling opinion about the movies, um, I'm not really all that excited. <laughs> I know you and Lee are heads over heels for Fantastic Four. So, yeah, I guess you guys are getting a treat this week. So here's my thought on Fantastic Four. I loved Fantastic Four whenever I was a kid. I read Fantastic Four as an adult because I read Fantastic Four and loved it as a kid. Does that make kind of sense where I'm going with that? Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> because for me, it was like there's only so much you can do with those four characters. And, you know, you had Franklin who was four and a half years old since 1968 or whenever it was that he was born. So, you know, but I am, yes, excited. The reason I'm excited and I'm curious on your opinion here, you said that uh, you've seen the movies and they weren't that good, right? I mean, they were they were okay for the time they came out. I have not seen the Michael B. Jordan movie that came out, uh, the last Fantastic Four. But speaking of the early ones with... um. Uh, that came out in the mid, the early aughts. I thought they were fine. You know, they weren't the greatest, but they were okay for the time, I think. So the curious thing, and Marvel denied this, and Marvel said, no, we didn't do this. But right before the Fantastic Four was taken away, meaning no more Fantastic Four books at all, was about the same time that the X-Men seemed to be replaced by the Inhumans. And it's curious that the same time you had this happen with the Inhumans, the X-Men are kind of sidelined. Then you have the Fantastic Four who completely go away. And they actually canceled the book about three to four months prior to the Michael B. Jordan movie coming out. I just find it quite peculiar that we now get the Fantastic Four returning within months of the deal going through Fox being acquired by Disney. So Fantastic Four were a part of that deal as well? Correct, yes. Hmm. I don't know why I thought they were owned by a different um, studio. Probably because they never, you know, they didn't try to create a universe with them, you know, and into the X-Men movies, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, I think the timing is mostly a coincidence, but, you know, good timing nonetheless for Disney. Um, I don't really blame them for shuttering those books a bit because, you know, if you don't like what they're doing with the movies and you you can make the argument that Fox was, was taking the characters down because, um, you know, those movies weren't well received. But, you know, taking the book away completely may be a bit too much. Um, I guess we can have the argument whether they gave um, the X-Men the backseat, which I know you've, you've made that argument many, many times. I think it may have been more of them just pushing the Inhumans more than maybe just giving the X-Men a backseat. But that's argument to be had. 
Hmm, good point. And, <laughs> and, and I may be wrong. I mean, you know, that's, and that's been debated, you know, not, not just by us, but it's been debated over and over. But the one thing I do know for sure, Fantastic Four will be back tomorrow. And I am actually curious because I think the two children are supposed to be older now. So, mm. well, well, let me ask you this. Um, was it the case where the books weren't doing as well? It could have been a reason they suspended the book. The books haven't been doing that well for probably 15 or 20 years. Okay, so they weren't just out of their minds to suspend it because it it wasn't doing great. And, you know, part of the thing is, like, if you take something away and bring it back a few years later, maybe that interest has uh, been drummed up a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. versus it middling along for ever. (laughs) Okay, so let me ask you this. In the realm of Star Trek, what would you see as being the – benchmark the the one thing from which all other things come what what popped into your mind from me saying that i'm not quite sure what the question is so like what is the one thing in star trek from which all things come meaning what is one part of that story from which everything else around it was made from Hmm. I mean, you, you're going to base it off the original, but I think the others are so different. You can't really say it's all from directly from the original, though it has aspects, certainly. Uh, but, you know, I think the series, especially the 90 series are so different um, in tone from each each other. But, you know, still have kind of those same Star Trek undertones. OK, so for me, if I were to answer that question, I would say with Doctor Who, if you were to take. You know, the one thing that is the premise of Doctor Who that is integral to Doctor Who from which all things came, you could say maybe either the Doctor or the TARDIS because they are essential to the story. And if you take those two things away, you wouldn't have had or you wouldn't have found out about Gallifrey. You wouldn't have found out or you wouldn't have had companions and you wouldn't have seen all these other monsters and so forth. The thing that makes the Fantastic Four so endeared and so important, in my opinion, and I think Lee would agree with this, to the Fantastic Four and the Marvel Universe is it was the start of the Marvel Universe. And it was in the, Mar- you know, it was in the Fantastic Four that you first saw Claw, you first saw the Skrulls, you first saw the Kree, you first saw Galactus, Black Panther, the Inhumans, and I, you know, keep going and going and going. They, they're like the, the family, the center of the Marvel Universe. Hmm. Though, if you fast forward, and especially if you get away from the comics to the movies, um, that's all but gone. Um, so I don't know. I, and I think a lot of people made don't have may not have that same connection that you're having there true uh of them being the cornerstone of everything uh so i don't know i don't know i I, it'd be interesting to see how they work it back in and what changes they've made and how they're going to kind of update it for 2018 2019 going forward so let's talk for a minute of something that's been in the news lately and this is not necessarily the Earth Marvel Universe, but let's get out into space a bit and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. What you got, man? All right. So the news of looks like Batista, who is Dave Batista, that uh, used to be the wrestler that is, of course, Drax in the movie, may not be in the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Did you see that? 
Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the story now. Uh, is this have, does this have to do with the James Gunn issue? Yes, uh, it does. And cause, cause I know they had this ballot or some type of internet thing. They were trying to petition to get, uh, him back on as the director. Of course, Disney kicked him out a few weeks back as a director due to some comments he made many years ago on Twitter. Uh, some uh, obviously sarcastic and, and jokey, but kind of in tone you just gotta you know uh be a little <laughs> weary about the the type of things he posted um certainly some very very alarming uh tweets but you know um that was a long time ago so i think you have this thing of how do you deal with that how do you take something that somebody did in their past and you know and judge it and and have them as a director in a movie today now i think the thing that, you know, the cast as well as some of the people who want James Gunn's back are saying is that Disney knew about these tweets like before they ever hired him the first time. And the the thing that they're really outraged about is that, you know, public outcry has kind of pushed them to push him out. So let me ask you a question. And, and I think my wanting to talk about this one more so centers around not what he did or not what he said, because frankly, I haven't read. I really don't know what it was. He's that pretty he said. bad. Okay. He's so, pretty bad. All right. Yeah. So from you saying it's pretty bad, I, I, I take that with, you know, a hundred percent. I'll say this. I'll say this and think of it's, 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 it's humor. It's humor, but it's very dark humor and the humor floats around subjects that we aren't too keen to, to be joking with. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Go seek out those tweets if you want to, but they're pretty bad. All right. So having said that, where do we draw the line? And maybe we don't know this. I don't know this, or I wouldn't be asking this question. And this isn't a loaded question that I have an opinion on. I really don't know. But where do we draw the line of someone saying something dumb when they are young or years and years and years ago and it coming to light now because as i've heard many people say if you say it on the internet it never goes away so true if you do that and it's 15 years from now it's 30 years from now it's 50 years from now whatever where do we draw the line of saying people have changed exactly i mean uh, people do change but you know my only argument to say maybe they should probably give him a chance because these are things he said and didn't do. Um, look, look at our president. <laughs> and I won't make any comment further than that. But he says some pretty bad things and nobody cares. Nobody cares. So I know that Disney is a, is a, a corporation and their rules around hiring people are a lot different. You can say stuff they have. Have, um, as you may well know, they have HR codes and, and mandates that if you say certain things, you can't work here, you know. So, uh, if it violates Disney's rules, I say they did the right thing if it violates their rules. If it doesn't, you know, you have to kind of weigh public opinion and how it's going to affect your company going forward. We're talking about Disney here. Right. Disney. And what I do you get think about that. when you hear Disney? You think Disneyland, castles, Mickey Mouse. Eh, you don't really need this guy who says some things about boys and stuff jokingly. You know, I'm, I'm saying it's pretty bad stuff. Okay. It's pretty bad stuff. All right, I, so, I'll leave. All right. So, so here's the only thing I will add to that is 
you know, I've heard other people, you know, be investigated or be fired and whatever. And, you know, they're there. All right. I'll give you an uh, example. I was seeing something the other day where Stephen Colbert, and, um, uh, you know, from the Daily Show or Nightly Show, whatever it is that he's on CBS, whatever, the late show, whatever, um, mm-hmm. where he was saying that the head of CBS is being um, investigated. And in that statement that he said was i liked this guy i um this guy gave me a job but right is right and wrong is wrong and i'm not pro uh colbert and i'm not anti i'm not saying you know either or but he was saying that in a sense of you know i'm not saying i support him i'm not saying i don't support him but if someone did something wrong you know they should be held accountable on the flip of that all of these people from um Seemingly, the cast and crew of Guardians of the Galaxy seem to be behind this guy. And to me, that in a way kind of speaks for the man's character. And again, I don't know this guy, so I'm just speculating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's a touchy subject. Yes, and it is. It could be taken a thousand different ways. So here's another one of speculation that could be taken an interesting way uh, not quite sure what to think of this here and that is batwoman is coming to the cw batwoman hey they i like the, the woman who got they got the player um i don't see her name her, ruby rose ruby rose who yes. is she do we know her i have n- is this the no uh I'm, she sounds familiar. Yeah, she looks. She has a lot of tattoos to start with. Is she playing the uh, the girl the dragon tattoo movie? She may have because she has a lot of tattoos. <laughs> no, it's not her. It was somebody else. She does look familiar. Huh. Interesting. So, do you know anybody anything about her career? Uh, I or, don't even know who she is for that she's matter. Relatively new, I would guess. Yeah, are you talking about the actress or, or, or the, 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 of course, the actor? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was thinking. No, oh, I don't know that's who she is. I know her from. Okay, she was in Orange Is the New Black. I remember seeing her. Ah, so she was like yeah. the Women in Prison movie. Yeah, I've definitely seen her before, and I guess she played. Um, she's going to be in the upcoming crossover. Yes, uh, Arrow, and I see her if I'm looking. I'm looking at her IMDb uh, slash Wikipedia, but she's going to be in. The, the Supergirl, Arrow, and The Flash. So I guess they're going to do one of those big cross, crossovers like they did with the uh, the Earth X um, last year. Yes. So here's what I'm curious about. I'm wondering, is she going to be in the world of Supergirl? Or is she going to be in the world of, you know, the rest of them? You know, is she, you know, which which Earth is she going to be from? Hmm. It could be a totally different one, I guess. <laughs> Uh, have, has, have we made mention of Gotham any in, in any of the, uh, CW shows? I don't think so. Now we did back in the day, you know, I know they mentioned it in Smallville, but I don't know if they've mentioned it in the, you know, the, I'm not saying they haven't. I just don't know if they have. Hmm. It looks like they chose to not include Black Lightning still in the same universe. I know they said they weren't going to do it at first, but. Huh. Uh, this is interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Black Lightning in that universe. What do you think? I think so. I think they could do it. I think so, too. So tell me, what do you know about Batwoman herself? 
Uh, she's Batwoman. <laughs> well, she's, you know, the original Batwoman really isn't known as much as the second one. The second one is more popular because she was created, uh, during, uh, let's see, 2006, I think. But if I remember correctly, Batwoman was created for the sole purpose of getting rid of the stigma that Batman and Robin were uh, gay, basically. Okay. <laughs> so, so that was that uh, seduction of the innocent that the psychiatrist that was saying that Wonder Woman was into bondage and you couldn't do all the horror comic books. The, that seduction of the innocent books, they one of the things that they accused DC of was promoting homosexuality with Batman and Robin. So they created Batwoman and, and Batgirl later as a love interest for, um, Batman. So what happened in the book? <laughs> uh, to make people think that. <laughs> okay. Well, this was, this was a guy that basically said all comic books were, uh, creating juvenile delinquents and, you know, there were the, but back then, you know, you had a lot of horror, you had a lot of guts and gore. And so he was using that. He was using Wonder Woman living on a island of women as saying, okay, well, she has to be a lesbian if she's from a, from an island of women. It sounds like this was just a dirty old man that wrote a book and all these people oh, jumped okay. on. Okay. I thought you said this was a proper Batman book where people figured this out but this is a guy making commentary oh no 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 no. yeah it was a guy i'm sorry (laughs) okay that makes a little bit more sense yeah i see how people could probably think that probably (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, that was uh, see willikers batman oh i could make some jokes right now but what book are you talking about i've never seen this comic book yeah (laughs) it's a dude who wrote a book okay gotcha yeah well (laughs) And it was called seduction, <laughs> Batman and the seduction of the, Inno- no, it was called seduction of the innocent. And the sad thing about it is, and it's almost interesting parallel to our current political climate of how people will jump on things. There were actual people who, um, started congressional hearings on comic books because of this book. Okay. Okay. I've heard this book before. That book. Okay. Yeah, that book. All right. So <sighs> anyway, that's, that's where Batwoman originally came from. Cool. Well, what do you expect to see from Batwoman? I have no idea, but I do know that she will be Kate Kane, not not the uh, love interest Batman Kathy Kane, the the first one, but Kate Kane, which was honestly known more than anything. She didn't know Batman. Uh, this was during the 50, 52. It was the year that Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman were gone. There was a storyline with them being gone and she just kind of took up the bat role and she was a cop. So that was the biggest thing about her. All right. Well, I can see that working. That should be pretty interesting. I think I'll, I think I'll watch. Yeah. And I could see them. I will say this. I could see them pairing her perhaps with, um, white canary some. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So. Uh, the next one on our list. She's already been paired. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> did you knows? see her thicks? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. So this one is interesting because you and I actually speculated about this one back several months ago, actually, w- about Disney leaving 
are the Marvel stuff leaving Netflix? And it looks like it's going to come to pass. Hmm. Now, I didn't read that in the article. They, are they saying the Marvel um, uh, shows are leaving, actually? Well, not, well maybe not the shows. I, I should clarify. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I see. The yeah, not the originals. Not the original series, but maybe some of the movies, etc. Maybe moving over to the Disney uh, digital network. Yeah, so it looks like the Ant-Man and the Wasp are the, is the last Marvel movie. What do you think? Now you're saying Admin and Waltz will be the last one on the platform? On the, I'm sorry, on Netflix. Yeah, because I know now you can see like at least two of the Star Wars movies. Actually, The Last Jedi on there as well as um, the um, Rogue One are is currently on, on Netflix. So are you, you're saying they're going to be leaving is what you're saying? Yeah, it, well, it's, I, I, uh, I, I'm saying, I guess that it, what I read was as of Captain Marvel, no other Marvel movies would be featured on netflix so i don't know if that means the ones that are already there will stay i, I that i'm not yeah. sure yeah yeah well i guess i'm getting off the point but that but that's but that's fine that's fine they are trying to bolster their digital service and um i'm down for it you know i have their own little place where they have their movies now the thing is like what else are you going to get with a d- subscription we see where the DC digital platform, uh, or DC universe, I think it's called, is going to be adding a little more incentives to their digital service, you know, books and, you know, fan groups and all this other stuff. So I wonder, is Disney going to go a little bit beyond and add more value than just, you know, a place to see their movies? And price is going to be big too. If they can come in with a decent price and they actually are able to pull all of their properties in, um, it could be pretty fantastic. Okay. Uh, no, no pun on words there, but, um, here's what I'm thinking with Marvel. Do you think that Marvel will continue to have their Marvel Unlimited subscription for comics and in addition, Marvel streaming? Or do you think those two will be combined into one to compete with DC? Well, I think they should have multiple tiers. Maybe have, you know, both of them, keep both of them separate and have a, you know, premium ultra tier as well that, okay. that that's a little bit cheaper i think that that would be a good value all right cool and the reason i say that is it goes back to the thought of when you start picking and piecing all these different things together cbs all access netflix hulu uh dc digital marvel unlimited digital or whatever it's going to be called and you start putting all those together before you before long you're paying 50 60 dollars again yeah. And people people say that it's bad, but personally I don't think it's bad because I don't pay for normal cable. The way the, the people that it hurts are the people that pay for normal cable and pay for this stuff. That's the only real people it hurts. The people who only watch digital, they're still getting it way cheaper, I feel. You cool. know? Point and if you can do you can do that on and off thing, you're not watching it, cut it off, you know. And that's the good thing about it is you don't have that subscription to worry about. You know, you don't have that long term commitment. Now, I do know with Marvel, you know, they they say, oh, it's only, you know, five something a month for the, uh, you know, the unlimited. The f- kicker of that is you get the five dollars or something a month if you pay a year or in year. advance. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's like ten dollars a month, which still is not bad because that's basically, you know, the price of two comic books. Yeah. So, so this one is something that you add. So tell me, there's Spider-Man Far From Home with adding some different people to the cast? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, this is pretty simple. Uh, we'll have they've announced that they're adding Samuel Jackson and and Kobe Smulder, Smulders to the cast of Far From Home. And I guess the only real thing you can garner from that is we're going to see a lot of Shield in Far From Home, the movie that's coming out. I think summer of next year. Um, which, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say I think you're right. Yeah, which is which is very interesting because I kind of expect at least you we know that Sam L is going to be featured prominently in in the uh, Captain Marvel movie, and I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to see some of him in in uh, the next Infinity War movie as well. So seems like we're going to see a lot of Sam L in 2019, and I think you know um, it may be brief, but it's going to be cool to see Shield kind of uh, dive in a little bit more in into the the Spider Man universe. So here's what I'm curious about, and this is when we're talking about Samuel L.'s um, Nick Fury character. Do we think in Captain Marvel, so, you know, spoilers for Infinity War, but, you know, he mashes some old school looking beeper at the end of it. Since Captain Marvel was a space character and there and there's allegedly supposed to be the original captain marvel in there do you think she's somewhere off in space or where do you think captain marvel is if this is going to be set in the 90s and we've never heard from her since or well i i i think she's probably going to be on earth at first but i think by the time the next infinity war movie is over she might not be on earth um so so i think the journey is going to take her away and, you know, another good, another thing that this kind of th- makes me think, okay, the name of the movie is Far From Home and his, and Spider-Man's normal mentor, Peter Parker's normal mentor is Iron Man, Tony Stark. Correct. And does this mean Iron Man is not going to make it? <laughs> hmm. I don't know, but maybe he, when he starts back or whether, uh, you know, when he's, you know, comes back as he gets stuck on the planet, maybe. Hmm. Tony Stark dies. Who knows? That's he my may, prediction. He That's may well prediction. do. Okay. So I have, since you made a prediction, I have a prediction. My prediction is something that happens in the infinity. Well, something that happens in Captain Marvel will start. I think Thanos is going to be in Captain Marvel or hmm. he will first discover that the infinity stones exist in Captain Marvel and that she will be key to being able to um, reverse something or um, change things back. Yeah. I I do think she's going to be key. I think the tie in thing you're saying is going to be interesting as well, but I do do think whatever happens, she's going to be key in the next infinity war movie. Hmm. Interesting. Your favorite character. Yeah. Hey, she may turn out to be, you know, and you're, you're going to love that if she actually does turn out to be. She's going to be fine. You're going to have to eat your words. I already know that. So. (laughs) All right. So I want to eat my words again because I, I I don't think we've actually said this on this podcast, but I know we've said it on our monthly recap on our YouTube channel, but I am closer still to going digital. For comic book. Okay. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I keep finding myself in situations where I'm, you know, like struggling at lunch to go, um, get comics or I'm not in town and it's comic book day and I know I'm not going to get them for days later. And I know that even if he's holding them, you know, 
I could, if I had them digitally, I wouldn't even have to worry about going to get them. They would just automatically be on my device and they would be there. This is true. This is true. You know, Cal, you're, you're the same guy who goes out and buys DVDs and have them on your shelf. And <laughs> I'm not, remember? You put them in your DVD player. and <laughs> I don't have it. Well, I think I do, but it's in the storage room outside. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not a big deal. It's 2018, dude. Just change. You got a, You got like five iPads. It's not an issue. <laughs> this is not an issue, dude. I mean, yeah. why are you going to the uh, store? I mean, come on. Quit wasting paper and killing trees. Uh, okay, there you go. Maybe uh, no more <laughs> killing trees. There you go. So so tomorrow I'm going to tell the comic book, uh, the guy at the local comic book. <laughs> Don't sorry, tell him I told you. That. That, that, hey, you know the guy that came in here one time I said it was my co-host? He told me that I needed to stop uh, killing trees, so I'm not going to be uh, getting your books anymore. It's his well, fault. Oh, so you feel a sense of um, duty to go in and buy from your local comic book shop, which is not a bad thing into itself. But, you know, what I think is the huge problem here is that, of course, it, it should be cheaper delivery, but the books often aren't cheaper when you buy them digital. And the other thing is, you know, you're putting the middleman out of business, which just sucks for comic book store owners. See, and now you're making me feel bad after you told me. I mean, me well, well, you know, you know, you know, but, but I think what comic book store owners have to do and the writing, come on, this is not you. It's not Cal Jones. The writing has been on a wall for the last 10, 15 years with the inception of the Kindle. True. So, so what they have to do is pivot. Do something else, add more value. I'm not saying that's an easy thing, thing to do, but you know, if a comic book is going to survive, forget about now, five years from now, 10 years from now, if a comic book store is still going to be around, they have to add some other value besides coming in to buy a comic book. Case in point, look at the, uh, and we're in Mississippi for anyone listening, and there is a comic book store in the city that we live in that caters not only to comics, but he caters to people who are into gaming, who are into all these different, uh, you know, types from, you know, the, the statues and which the comic book shop that I do that does that. There's also another comic shop in, uh, this, well, the main city next to us, uh, called Offbeat and it caters not only to comics and does, you know, vinyl records and music and t-shirts and all that good stuff yeah man you're currently in the same position bebop record shop was in 20 years ago you know go by metro center now in jackson mississippi you'll see that bebop building is still there but there's no record store in there so (laughs) it's gonna happen um it's it you know, it sucks for the middleman, but uh, you, they have to pivot and do other things. It's just inevitable. And it's sad to say, but it is just simply inevitable that, you know, the digital uh, is going to take off. And, you know, you could say this, but we still have bookstores, you know, so I think it's still going to be around, but it's going to be so uh, niche. And, you know, maybe the comic book can't, store can survive as a niche place, which I think Offbeat does in large part. Um, but, but you know, it, it's, it's going to be a hard uh, road to hoe, you know. It's not going to be easy. Yep. And one thing, you know, that helped me kind of solidify my thinking and change my way of thinking was I got a one-month subscription, a trial subscription to Comixology's version of the Marvel Unlimited or their Comixology Unlimited. And one of the benefits of getting their service is for a lot of their books, because you have that 
and I think I'm quoting this correctly, that gives you 15 or 10 percent off of a new, any of the new books that come out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, like, since the comic book stores don't really have a piece of that ownership, it's just going to be hard. It's, it's going to be hard to, uh, to to weather that storm unless you pivot and do other things. Yep, I agree. So we're going to see what Kyle ultimately decides. So stay tuned. We'll see. So, my friend, what else is going on with you in the world of comic books? Any other things that you can think about? Mm-hmm. Nothing else, man. Uh, in, is any movies coming up that we well, let's see. should be I, I, on our radar? I think the next one that's on our radar, correct me if I'm wrong here, is The Man That Talks to the Fish. Yeah, Aquaman as well as uh, Into the Spideyverse should be coming out. Oh, yeah. Out. I forgot about um, that. In in the next few months. Well, in the later half of the year, uh, in the latter half of the year. And I think all the X-Men stuff got pushed out of uh, <laughs> the next year or so. Yeah. I th- and, you know, if if rumor goes correct, they've been pushed out into infinity and beyond. They've already shot the movies. Come on. Yeah, well, they shot the Roger Corman Fantastic Four that went direct to video in the 80s that nobody can hardly find a copy of. So, yeah, I think what sucks, though, is that I like um, I like some of the actors that are in the X-Men movie. Um, you know, I forget the lady's name, but the girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah, is in Sophie there Turner. Yeah, Sophie Turner. And, you know, this it just sucks. It sucks that they may have a movie that doesn't come out. If they're willing to, if they're willing to take that, what, maybe two, well, much more than two million, millions of dollars hit, um, well, so be it. <laughs> if they're willing to do that, just not have the movie release. But, you know, who knows? It may wind up on their, uh, Walt Disney Pictures di- digital service. Who knows? But here's what I will say. I, as much as I love Sophie Turner, and yes, she did a good job as Jean. Oh, God, here we go. What am I going to say then? Here we go. <laughs> tell me. Tell me what I was going to say. Uh, she's not your Jean Grey or something to that effect. No, blah, she blah, is blah. absolutely my oh. Jean Grey. She did a fantastic job as Jean Grey. Okay. But from, but from reviews that I've heard from the movie script, it still missed the mark, not because of her, but because of the script itself. That said, as much as I love her, I would rather they shelve the movie and put it on the digital service as a cool thing for somebody to watch, but to wait and let Marvel do it right. Yes. And I forgot we have Venom on October the 5th, so that should be cool. So that's a good, that's a good question. Did you see that trailer? Cause the last time we were recording discussing who you were about to go watch the trailer, which I never watched. So how was it? Did you get you to didn't see watch it? it? It was good. It was good. It was, um, I think you see a lot more Venom in there, which kind of, um, you know, um, makes me a little less fearful of what we're going to get. But the bad thing is, you know, I think the thing that makes me a little worried or mostly worried about this film is that it doesn't have that Spider-Man connected tissue. And I guess we'll see if a Venom uh, out there frolicking by itself in San Francisco movie is going to be any good because um, I have my doubts. So, okay. So now you've got me curious because I think I think Venom can survive without Spider-Man. So I'm curious now to see it. Yeah, man, I, I will say like the CG, it looks freaking awesome. Venom looks like a force to be reckoned with. It looks like, you know, this nine foot tall giant thing. And he looks really cool. He looks really cool. And I think they're playing up the psychological aspect of it, of this entity taking over um, uh, Eddie Brock's mind and thinking. 
So I think I think they're trying to go for that a lot in this movie. But you know, yeah, you should go watch the trailer. Um, I think it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, who knows if it'd be any good? All right. So th- you just made me think of something that I don't think I've actually even mentioned to you. But I know one of the first things that we um, recorded. I think this goes all the way back to episode 11 or 12 or 13. I think it was 12 of discussing who when we were still doing our comic books and Doctor Who in both the same podcast. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to this, it is episode 12, episode 12 of discussing who, where we talked about uh civil war number three, and it was the death of the incredible Hulk. So Go up two years. Here we are, 2018. That was 2016. Of course, the Incredible Hulk is back, but it's now the book is called The Immortal Hulk, and they've turned it into like this horror type story. And I'm telling you, for the first time in I can't remember, this is actually an enjoyable Incredible Hulk or enjoyable Hulk story. So horror, how so? Like, what what liberties are they taking to make it a horror um, themed movie or, or comic book? Well, the the Hulk is drawn differently now. So, um, again, spoilers for anybody that's uh, that hasn't read it or doesn't want to know. But we do know that in the story in Civil War, Hawkeye did shoot Banner in the head before he switched to become the Hulk. And it was through the brain. So there is brain damage. So he's not as smart as he is anymore or or he was anymore. And the thing with the Hulk, though, is you find out Banner can be killed, but the Hulk can't. I don't know how they're explaining that. But but basically, the Hulk part of him cures himself. But whatever this brain damage did, the Hulk is now smarter than what he used to be. But he's much more cunning and much more vicious and much more almost diabolical. Does he go back and forth or does he stay as, as the Hulk? He goes back and forth, but they've gone back to the original, like, early 60s, first f- four, five, six issues before they changed it to where during the day, he's Banner. Sundown, the Hulk can come <laughs> He had me until that, man. That is so cheesy. But but I don't know if it's that it, he it's automatically more, becomes the Hulk. That that feels more like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, or something. I don't know. Well, think about uh, it. That's that's basically what the Hulk was, Doctor yeah, Jekyll. But uh, I I hope it's not. He's not like a werewolf. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not like, okay, well, I've got to get out of here kind of thing, but the Hulk is like. The moon is rising. I have yeah, to get I've got out to of get, here before I change. But he's more like, oh just my. the way they're telling the story reminds me of the, uh, Incredible Hulk TV show. Hmm. Well, if that's any indication, I might like it. And they've even created this woman reporter, and I didn't get it at first, but her name is Jacqueline McKee. And just mm-hmm. like the the reporter Jack McGee from, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's where you guys are going with that. So it's much more of a feel of the Incredible Hulk, where you know the Hulk comes out and the Hulk does all of this, and he's going from town to town to town. That, that's much of that feeling. Yeah. Now I don't know if I'm too keen to like the horror aspect, but you know, um, for what you're telling me, it sounds interesting. 
Uh, the only thing I didn't like was the the night thing. Uh, but but yeah, I'll check it out. Sounds interesting. Yep. Cool. 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 All right. Well, anything that you're working on that you would like to share any share with everyone before we go? Um, not really. Just check out our YouTube page at uh, youtube.com slash discussing network. And if you're into our audio serials dramas, uh, you should check out our friend and co-host Lee Shackford's podcast, the Relativity Podcast, which can be found at relativitypodcast.com. Cool deal. And for anyone listening, you can also check us out at patreon.com slash discussing network. And of course, you know, feel free to subscribe and follow us on there. If you, of course, want to contribute, please do so. Feel free to check out discussingnetwork.com. Well, Clarence, thank you. I appreciate you coming on with me as always. This was a fun uh, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to be here, man. Thanks. All right. Well, good deal. Well, for anyone listening, thank you for listening, and we will be back next time. 